This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Giving chest compressions to a squirrel. Chicago Radio Spotlight. John Wayne Gacy and Jenkins. Rick's brush with former Bears quarterback Mike Tomzak. And a great interview with Sven Gulli. All that in unlimited tangents on this week's Minutia Men. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Minutia Man with Rick and Dave back again for the 111th time. 111 episodes. Can you believe it? 111. Um, is that some sort of an important? I'm trying to think. I don't see any. Yeah, one one one. So let's just move on from okay, that. Play uh, you know, we had a big week this oh. week for uh, our authors at Eckhart's Press. The Chicago Writers Association came out with their uh, nominees for Book of the Year, and we have two books that are up for Book of the Year. So congratulations to Mitch Michaels and Ken Chirilla. Their mm-hmm. uh, book, Doing the Cruise, uh, is up for Best Indie. Nonfiction mm-hmm. book. And then Lee Kingsville, Safe Inside. Which is up for he best. He got a nomination for uh, non-traditional uh, fiction. Yeah. So it's just c- great. congratulations to those two. And we are uh, very proud. Uh, very- well, I won an award. I got a national award this weekend as well. You did? Yeah. Didn't you? No. Um, the National Institute of Health uh, awarded me the worst cold <laughs> yeah. in the history of recorded uh, recorded mankind. Do you uh, know that um, I've known you for... See, that's a sniffle. That was not yeah. even a sound effect sniffle. That no, was that was a rhythm. real one. I've known you for 36 years. Uh, and I think in the summer of 92, mm-hmm. you didn't have a cold once. <laughs> And then I think... No, it was actually, a, it was actually an afternoon. Okay. It, it, an afternoon, right. I did not all have right. a cold. Uh, I, I don't want to say that you're sick all the time, right. Right. but you're either sick or you're bitching about being sick well, this was, all the time. This was this was a mother. Oh, really? Yeah. This yeah. was... Uh, and again, I got this award from the National Institute of Health, and I also... And I told you not to listen to this audio. Oh, okay? this, there you, this is the thing you sent me here? Yeah. I, did, you didn't listen to it, right? No. This is Sunday morning at about 1.30... In the morning. Okay. This is me. Got it? Yeah. Cue it. Here we go. <laughs> I, I wheeze just listening to it, you know? Uh, uh, so uh, Sympathetic wheezing. Yeah. I, um, sp- I'm doing great, though, now. Okay. I, I've got Mucinex in me. I got uh, Sudafed, which... Actually, getting Sudafed is now probably harder in this country than getting heroin. You <laughs> yeah, know? it's true. Uh, it's, and uh, you know what? I wanted to also mention one thing here. Your mom's not here anymore. You couldn't have gotten up a little early and make a deli tray for me like your mom? No, did? no. So again, if you haven't been listening the last few weeks, we are broadcasting live from my mother's basement like like any self-respecting 55-year-old man. <laughs> um, but it's because I've got a big construction right. project going on right outside my house. It's super loud. So we've been coming over to mom's because she's got this basement that is never used and since I lived here in the 80s. Right. <laughs> this is like if you went to Lincoln's house and you see his bedroom. It has not changed. Right, exactly. There's a poster uh, from Spring Break 1982 <laughs> right. with the Budweiser girl yeah, yeah. right over there. So <laughs> Who's now a grandmother, I imagine. <laughs> and that's, uh, that's what we're doing the show from don't you get a vibe 
you know, your mom yeah. is in Germany, right? Yeah. I have this, your parents are away, let's have a party vibe right now in her house. Well, you know, she does have a stocked refrigerator. And and, all right, so I'm going to tell you a quick story about what happened here yesterday. (laughs) Take your time. We don't Um, have to hit any break or anything. (laughs) We do have a big star coming up later on. Nationally known star, yes. A nationally known star that is holiday season appropriate. He was able to fit us in it in his busy season. Yeah. So we're pretty excited about having him on. But so I came over here the other day. uh, So my dog is freaking out about the construction. Mm -hmm. She's just barking all day long, just bark. And just it's driving me batty. Um, And so, you know, we can't just let her out in the yard because there's all these all this noise going on and she goes crazy. So I I have to take her on like 20 walks a day just to make sure she doesn't. you know, lose it. Well, she did in our basement. She she peed in the basement one day and she pooped in the basement one day. She's never done that. Mm-hmm. We've had her for eight years. She's never done that. Like, screw this. I'm taking her to mom's house. Came over here to my mother's house. And my mother has a rule. The dog is not allowed anywhere except in this basement where we are right now or the garage. Sure. sure. That's it. She's a dog lover. Or the backyard. Yeah. Yes. My mother is not right. an animal lover. But I had to get something in the uh, out of the refrigerator because I know it's a stock fridge, and it was you know it was like four in the afternoon, and I've yeah. been listening to the dog barking all day. And I know so my mom's got Daddy some beer. A little, Daddy's little helper is what you're saying. Yes, a little uh, Hofbräuhaus House yeah. beer. I know it's always stocked here. So I like I came in, I went to get a beer, flicked open the the uh, the beer, looking for the opener, yeah. um, and and uh, had a swig and sat down, and the dog had followed me in, and the dog in the thirty seconds that I got the beer took a dump in my mother's. <laughs> living room right on the carpet uh, um, is this while she's gone yes oh, okay. it happened Sorry. like two days ago so this is your cracked egg incident like in risky business it right? is you're gonna have to fix it before she gets home or well she- I, I mean i i've been online all day today looking up like how to clean carpets you know yeah. with, so that there's no trick i mean i i got it off it was you know nice nice chunk okay came off easily okay good um, but there's kind of a weird smell in the living she's room. She's going to know. The oh, my min- God. The minute she walks into the door, she goes, are you hot? <laughs> I'm scared to death. Right. I really am because the rule is the dog's not allowed in that part of the house. Are you going to, just to be passive aggressive, move all the hummels like one eighth of an inch to the right <laughs> while she's gone just to freak her out a little bit? No, but you know what I was thinking of doing? I was thinking of saying that I pooped on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> just just so that i You're can get 55 what are you gonna do mom what do you want i can't control it i'm too old yeah. uh, well thank you hildegard i am a little upset that you didn't make a deli tray and freeze it yeah for me wouldn't have killed her yeah it would not have, when is she coming back uh next week before our next show or? i think she comes back the week of our next show but before thursday yeah all right good so yeah it'll be I back to normal next the week there. all right um I got some stuff here. We've oh, got a wait. Pa- patch. What's the show called? Minutia? Oh, I guess yeah, we, uh, we should do some minutia. I think we have audio. This week's minutia with Rick and Dave. What do you got? All right. Minnesota. When you think of Minnesota, what are you thinking? Uh, 10,000 links. Yeah, 10,000. But, you know, you think of nice people. Oh, right? very nice. You know, lots of uh, Scandinavian yeah, types. It's like the American Canada, right? <laughs> very much. Like like uh, the movie Fargo. Yes. yes. Right. Uh, Except for the wood chipper guy, everybody's pretty good. Um, Well, I think I got a story here that is indicative of... That's a big word. ...the character of... Is it Minnesotians? Let's say yes. Okay. 
Minnesotians are good people. I don't think it is Minnesotians. Uh, headline, man saves squirrel with CPR. <laughs> Body cameras from a Twin Cities police department. <laughs> it's, a, it's a visual. <laughs> I know. I, uh, cameras, body cameras from a Twin Cities police department captured officers giving high fives to a young driver after he appeared to successfully give CPR to a stunned squirrel. Oh, Bullwinkle, that'll never work. <laughs> right. uh, the video was posted Thursday to the Brooklyn Park Police Department Facebook and has been shared thousands of times, Rick. Um, police say that the officers were on a routine patrol on September 25th when they saw a young man bent down near the curb on the 6500 block of Hampshire Avenue. Okay. <laughs> now, in Chicago, if you're bent down on the curb, you've been shot, right? <laughs> in Minnesota, you're given you're given CPR to a squirrel. As, <laughs> just, it's a visual of, like, as they approach. Back off. <laughs> as, <coughs> there's the wheezing here. Um, as they approached, the officer saw the young man. Uh, identified in the video as Good Samaritan, they haven't yeah. even given his name, touching a belly-up squirrel with a gloved hand, pressing a finger on his chest. So he's giving a little chest compression to the little squirrel. Aww. It appears that this guy thought he hit the squirrel, pulled over, saw the squirrel on the side of the road, yeah. and does what any Minnesotan is going to do, full CPR and, tri- and chest compressions. That's, um, that's a better person than I am. After a few... Minutes of doing this, little squirrely opens up his eyes. His little bushy tail starts to wag, and off he goes into the Minnesota Minnesota uh, sunset. <laughs> whatever. <Yes>. Um, <coughs> so oh, you are wheezy. <coughs> I am wheezy. Excuse me. Um, so I think that's awesome. I right? I do too. Now. I found some fun facts about squirrels that if this Minnesotian would have known. I think Minnesotian is not okay. correct. I, um, let's let's not use that word anymore. If this guy would have known what squirrels yeah. are really like, he would have let the little bastard die. Yeah. Okay. I've got some fun. They facts. are rats with cute tails. Um, here we go. You know what they do? Female square or female squirrels are really slutty. Did you know that? I did not. They will have a litter and oftentimes yeah. there'll be two different fathers amongst the same letter so they're basically sluts wow right um also and the way they dress (laughs) exactly um also squirrels generally eat their babies too i didn't know that they well i said i guess generally is kind of a generalization yeah uh but about one out of every 11 litters the male squirrel will eat one of the babies. Depending on how hungry he is. <laughs> exactly. And also what this ma- male squirrel will do, mm. he will go to his rival, like his big competitor in the tree, and yeah. eat his offspring too. Wow. Yeah. That's, a little, so, that's a little harsh. Yeah. So that that is your little fuzzy, buzzy little squirrel guy is um, basically eating little babies. So think twice about giving little CPR with your little gloves and your chest compressions the next time you hit us. Do you remember uh, when we had a pet squirrel for a few weeks? It wasn't a few weeks. It was like two days. Yeah. Uh, Our roommate in college, Scott, uh, he was like saving a squirrel too, wasn't it? Like a baby squirrel where he found a squirrel somewhere. He was walking home from class and somehow picked up a baby squirrel. Yeah. And 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 created this cage. He's a little little handier right. than we are. He's the only handy Jew in America, I think. And he he put together this uh, this cage for it's like the, out of an old locker. Or yeah, something, wasn't it? It was it was like a 
about the height of a human male, right? Right, um, and uh, and and built a like a uh, a tree right. in there, and it was really quite a habitat. And uh, I, was, I was thinking to myself, well, "This is going to be cool. We're going to have a pet squirrel." Yeah, exactly. Um, but apparently, he built it a little bit too high, and the squirrel fell off the tree and killed himself right? and it, died. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> in like, like twelve hours. Yeah, basically twelve. Well, I think the reason why. Scott brought the squirrel home because if a human touches a baby squirrel, yeah, he is shunned from his family. Yeah, well, I it guess. turns out maybe that's a good thing. Evidently, <laughs> based yeah, on exactly. what we're hearing about squirrels. Okay, <clears throat> I have some uh, minutia. This is this is kind of self-serving minutia, but uh, every now and then we got to do that. Um, this we don't really talk about what what Dave and I do uh, for, with our real lives. But one of my jobs is I'm the uh, media critic for the Illinois Entertainer. And so I write about uh, Chicago radio personalities. Yeah, I didn't like your scathing report on our on our <laughs> podcast, by the way. I did not like that yeah, I gave it zero stars. <laughs> but um, so over the years, I have interviewed, you know, hundreds, hundreds of uh, local Chicago celebrities. And I've put them all together on one website. If you want to check it out, it's called Chicago Radio Spotlight. There are over 250 interviews of, uh, you know, everybody that you can possibly name that has ever worked in Chicago radio, the biggest stars of all time, Chicago radio spotlight.blogspot.com. You can check it out. There's all the loop stars. You got your Johnny B, your Buzz Kilman, Gary Meyer, Kevin Matthews, et cetera. You got your WLS stars, Larry Lujak, Fred Winston, John Landecker, Tommy Edwards, you know, everybody that you can think of, basically, uh, go on that site. It's chicagoradiospotlight.blogspot.com. Uh, we have a winner, Rick, in our retweet and follow contest. Um, J.B. Sloss from Allerton Springs, Pennsylvania. <coughs> oh, great. You know what J.B. Sloss won? Uh, I'm guessing an Amish coffee mug. No, actually, no. Not, no the, okay. I'm not made of money. Um, two, he's going to get both of our book of the year nominees oh that's nice he's gonna get uh, mitch michaels and ken chirillas doing the cruise he's also gonna be getting lee kingsmill's safe inside and he's gonna be getting all the unused mucinex that i did not use from this last cold <laughs> will be coming his way if you want to win all you gotta do is not you rick you're not gonna win it no. but uh if you're not rick retweet follow us on twitter and ran one randomly selected winner We'll win a tr prize pack worth up to $25. And just uh, keep in mind, if you are the winner and you're collecting this uh, this prize, when you touch the books, you're you're getting the books that have also been touched by this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the guy right there. I Seriously, every time I hear it, I can't stop coughing. <laughs> so you might want to yeah. spray him off or something. Uh, we've got a Jenkins. Do you got audio? Oh, I love Jenkins. Here we go. When you're on the job and you're not doing it right. Jenkins! Time now for Dave to share stories of employee screw-ups. Jenkins! It could only be... Jenkins! Jenkins. With Rick and Dave. Jenkins! This Jenkins is actually courtesy of a Minutia Men listener. Okay. Steve Patterson sent this in. Hey, you guys are listening right now? If you've got a Jenkins story, well, you know what you can do? You can tweet us it. Or you can email us at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com, and you're going to become famous, That's just right. like Steve Patterson. This is an old one. This is almost 20 years old, Jenkins, but it's worthy of a 
of the audio. Okay. This comes out of the Kansas City Star. <clears throat> One of America's great newspapers. You remember John Wayne Gacy, don't you? <laughs> he lived in Des Plaines, not far from where we are right now. Uh, I would imagine most people that are listening probably know who he was, but if not, uh, almost 30 years ago, actually. I think we're close to the 30th anniversary. John Wayne Gacy was a guy who lived in Chicago. Yeah. And decided that it would be a good idea to kill people and put their bodies in yeah. his crawl space. Boys. Boys. Boys right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but he used to love dressing up like a clown. For, right. for And he did like birthday parties. He yeah. did like kids' birthday parties. He was just the clown. Oh, exactly. that's John Wayne Gacy, Isn't the clown. Isn't he cute? Well, on July 30th, 1999, the Kansas City Star published a picture of him. Oh, well, yeah, he's got balloons. I mean, he's kind of creepy, but all clowns are kind of yeah, creepy, he right? He actually looks like he right. could be any clown. And uh, the, the caption of the uh, picture that they used was, it's a rule. You must celebrate Clown Week starting Sunday at the city market. Okay. <laughs> that was July 30th, 1999. <laughs> On July 31st, 1999, under editor's note, <laughs> to illustrate a calendar listing about National Clown Week in the July 30th preview section, the star mistakenly used a photo of murderer John Wayne Gacy dressed as a clown. An editor failed to check the identification on the back of the photo. The star regrets the, regrets the inappropriate use of the photo. So, thank you, Steve Patterson. Whoopsie yeah, daisy. Yeah, whoopsie daisy. And uh, that's our Jenkins for today. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where Dave reaches his hand into the Costco jar and pulls out a name of a celebrity that uh, I have met over my my many years in the media business. And and then uh, I have to tell the story of how I met that person. Oh, this guy. Um Probably the most successful NFL quarterback with the least amount of talent. Mike Tomczak. <laughs> Mike Tomczak played for 18 uh, years oh my in God. the NFL. I bet he's got more yards than McMahon. And Oh, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. he. Uh, what a great story that is. And a Chicago boy, right? Or, yeah. I actually, I met him in his rookie year. With the Bears, which I think was... 90-ish? No, I think it was the Super Bowl year. 85? Or 86, maybe. Maybe it was the year after. Um, But uh, he was represented by the same agent that represented Stephen Gary at that time. Gary. Yeah. Right. And so I was working in Gary's office, and I I would go to events with Mike Tomczak. And, And before he played on the Bears... Uh, and he was just like the third string quarterback. He was very popular, you know, because he was the Ohio State guy and everyone loved him. And he local boy from right. Joliet. And then he started playing regularly for the Bears. <laughs> and he wasn't as liked as much, right? Boy, Chicago turns on people and they turn on him fast. I remember one time I, uh, you were over at my house in my apartment <laughs> and you found my celebrity notebook or my phone book and you saw his number in there and you called and left a nasty message on his machine. Hey, he, Mike Tomczak, you suck. He threw five interceptions the week <laughs> yeah. before. I know, but that was like one of the uncoolest things you ever did. Let me luckily that was before caller id caller id because right. uh, uh, you probably called him from my phone you bastard yeah but anyway i i used to feel sorry for him but i'd go to these i'd go to these events with him and he 
you know, the guys would be like, Hey, Tom, <laughs> and the girls would be, Oh, oh hi, Mike. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, and he looked he, every time they would come up to him and, and he, he would, he was just beating them off with sticks. Right, sure. They just loved him. And yet he'd look at me like, yeah, see how, <laughs> yeah, how right. terrible is it when 60,000 people boo you? Yeah. yeah right. You know what? It's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> and he played for eight. He played for the Steelers and, uh, he had like a hell of a career. Yeah, 18 seasons yeah. in the NFL. And I must say, a super nice guy. Um, didn't McMahon name him Lotto after one week because he threw five yeah, interceptions? Pick six. Yeah. Yeah, there were some meanies on that team. Yeah. They, were, they were not very nice to each other. Hey, and Mike Tomczak, if you're listening, hey, hey my bad on the, on the voicemail. But, yeah. but what are you doing throwing into double coverage three times? Yeah, you should, you should not have done that. Uh, all right. So anyway, uh, we mentioned earlier we've got a big guest on, uh, and, and Huge. It's, ti- it's time to bring him on with our audio introduction. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute with Rick and Dave. Okay, joining us uh, on the phone, we are very honored to have uh, the national celebrity Sven Gulli joining us. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> now, we're just talking off the air. Uh, Sven Gulli is, uh, is on 96% of the country now. Is that true? Yeah, the the MeTV network is now available all over the country and even kind of seeping over the borders on both sides. And uh, it's really cool. I get feedback from people all over, and uh, it's pretty overwhelming. So, you know, people like in uh, in New York or something, they don't know the history of Sven Gulli. Do you ever explain that on the show? Not really. Uh, it, it's very rare that we have to go into an explanation. It's like, you know, it's like if, if you watch a, a sitcom, you know, do you have to know the background of all these I characters? do, yes. I want to know what happened to Chuck on Happy Days who right. never came back. <laughs> and who's this neighbor and why I is she constantly coming up? Uh, so could, could <laughs> well, you... other than you two guys, most people just, just accept it as, you know, it's a character who's hosting a show. What's your motivation? <laughs> and I would like to talk to you, though, about the history of Sven Gulli, if you don't mind, because sure. it's interesting, you know, from being from Chicago, we have... We have seen the entire uh, thing, and Dave and I are not young anymore. We're not quite as old as you, but we're... <laughs> Who is? Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty damn close. So, originally, the the first Svengooli was Jerry G. Bishop, right? Yeah, he just happened to be... That, that was back when they had live staff announcers at TV stations, and he was the staff announcer who was on duty on Friday nights when they were running horror films. And he started to, when he had to read his little ins back into the movie and such, he started goofing around and created the character. And that proved to be so popular that they ended up putting it on as, you know, video segments during the movie. And at the time, I was a student at Northwestern. I was just a big fan of his. I loved his radio work. And uh, he started to read stuff that people were sending in. So I started sending in jokes and ideas and parodies and things. And when he found out about me and what I was doing, he said, hey, why don't you come in and, uh, you know, watch us while we're taping. And when I was there, he was like, oh, you do voices? Why don't you do this off-camera voice? And then he started to ask me for specific bits of material, like, you know, this local commercial, can you do a parody of that for me and, you know, things like that. And it worked into me working with him on the show. And when it was canceled... 
Uh, he went on to MAQ Radio and NBC, and I went with him, and I worked with him on MAQ Radio. And one summer, somebody at one of the TV stations that was a friend of his said, why don't you just do uh, Spengoolie just as like a summertime fill-in thing, just as a lark? And Jerry sat there and kind of said, well, I don't know that I want to get dressed up and all that stuff and everything. And he said to me, you could do it. You could be son of Spengoolie, and I'll produce the show. <laughs> And I was just, you know, flattered that that he yeah, felt I, I could see, do it. See, I'll take all the money. Yeah, and you, right. <laughs> right. And you just do. How all does three dollars and sixty five cents an hour, kid? <laughs> well, actually, you. I'll tell you. To be quite honest, uh, Jerry was an incredibly generous man. Okay, good. He never, you know, he he gave me the keys to the character more or less. And never asked for anything and never made any claims on it. He was the one that decided I should be son of Svengooli and. Uh, Eventually, you know, he left town to go to San Diego, and he asked me, well, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to try to pitch a TV station maybe on a show or something. He said, I tell you what, if you want to be son of Spengoolie, you have my blessing. So I did an audition at WFLD. Other people did, too. And eventually I ended up with the show, and we just took it from there. That, that's great. That's wonderful. So, now, when you were working on the radio with him, uh, are there there – Bits that you remember, are there any like favorite moments uh, working on the radio with Jerry G. Bishop? Oh, yeah. Well, see, the thing was, I was at the time I was his producer, and if it was like modern day, I would be his sidekick as well. And about 80, 85% of the uh, wacky characters he talked to on the air were me. <laughs> and we, we had a lot of fun. We would... Uh, Improvised commercials. There, remember Plywood, Minnesota? Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> it was like a sort of Home Depot type place, and uh, you know the president of it was a man named John Leffler, and we would just take their stock commercials, and I would play <laughs> John Leffler as sort of a you know sort of dopey guy. And we would just improvise the commercials playing off the regular script for him, and they were so good. I'm really proud of them. They were very funny. And, you know, you couldn't find a better straight man than Jerry. Uh, I remember that so well. It was always a lot of fun. You know, you obviously scary movies, big part of your life. Uh, what is the scariest movie franchise out there? Are you a Halloween guy? Are you a Friday the 13th, a Chucky or anything else? Is there, you know, what is as far as scary movie franchises go? What's your favorite? Well, I have a lot of friends who have been in the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street uh, mm. franchise. But I think as that went along, there were more jokes involved. Whereas I have to say, I think, quite honestly, Halloween has really maintained, and, you know, what a coincidence that uh, that, <laughs> that next uh, reboot is coming up. But uh, just it, it works so well. The fact that, you know, the, the shape, as they call him, just can't seem to die. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the unexpected, you know, times that he shows up, I think that, that it's been very, very effective. And I'm hoping this new movie, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm hoping that uh, it, it turns out to be as good as it seems to be. Well, let's talk about your uh, your makeup rituals, because uh, throughout the years, your your makeup has, has changed as Sven Gulli. Is that something that you have to do yourself you have people that help you create the look uh, how does that how does that work now that you're national do you have like a staff of thousands 
<laughs> uh, you don't know where I'm working. Yeah. <laughs> actually, I do. <laughs> well, then, then you know. No, actually, uh, the entire time I've been doing the character, I've always done the makeup. It's based on Jerry G's original makeup. And uh, when I first started doing it, it took maybe about 50 minutes to put it on. Now I've got it down to about right around a half hour. And, uh, yeah, I just, I've been doing it myself for a long time. We streamlined some of the, some of it. So there aren't as many shadows and such, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much me. Do you ever just put on the makeup for the fun of it and go to like, you know, Walgreens to pick up a prescription or whatever? (laughs) No, taking it off is what I do for the fun of it. (laughs) Now, do you do anything? This is obviously your, first of all, thank you for coming on during your busy season. Yeah, this is busy, busy time for you. Uh, do you do something special at your house for Halloween? And people must uh, expect a lot out of you. Yeah, your let's neighbors. go to Sven Gulli's house. Yeah. You know. what, well, do you do anything all, special? Most of the time, I'm not home on Halloween because <laughs> oh, I'm you know, out doing appearances. This year on Halloween night, uh, the Chicago Bulls have invited me to be at their, their game at the United Center. Um, if I am home, quite honestly... Uh, that's when I can go in the basement and watch TV <laughs> because <laughs> imagine if, if I were to answer the door in yeah. costume or sometimes even without, uh, we just end up with more and more kids coming to the door and adults as well. Right. So I kind of keep, you know, my involvement as, at least at home, uh, kind of low down and, uh, you know, I let, let my wife take care of answering the door for people. You don't turn yeah. the lights off and pretend like you're not home. That's, I've, no, I've no. done that. <laughs> yeah. Have you? Yeah, but once you get to a certain no, point, I, it's we, like, oh, 701. Yeah, the day's closed, <laughs> 701. Uh, now, we just, it's, it's, you know, I mean, I, I enjoy Halloween. I know, you know, my family does. And uh, it's just, uh, you know, it would be like uh, the snowball rolling downhill if yeah. I were to answer the door. Right. So uh, I, I just let them handle it. Well, we at in my household, we usually give the crappy Costco candy, you know, that hard candy from Kirkland. We really mail it in. You guys probably give the good stuff, don't you? Like the full size Snickers or what, you know, what is your go to candy? For Halloween, well, we don't give like the full size. Bars. Come on, you're national now. You got the box. Let's go. What am I made of chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> no, but we'll give like the little, you know, fun size type yep. ones, and we give out good stuff. And then we always have, you know, the bag of cheaper candy. So that if we're really inundated and, you know, you run out of everything good, you've got that backup. <laughs> right. You know, I always tell my wife, we should do it the reverse way. Give out the bad stuff first. So then if we don't have a big inundation of people coming to the door, we get the good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. What's in it for me, right? <laughs> so exactly. one of my favorite things about uh, watching you is when you start talking about the films themselves and you have this like in-depth knowledge of all the character actors and stuff like that. Who, who to you are your, your favorite like scream queen and your, your favorite character actors that appears at, in these, uh, in these, you know, horror flicks or monster flicks that you show. Well, in the ones that I show, I have to say, I think as far as scream queens, one of the most <laughs> screaming uh, ones is Una O'Connor. Now, if you don't know who she is, uh, if you know the movie The Invisible Man, oh, yeah. she's the innkeeper's wife, <laughs> and she's also in uh, Bride of Frankenstein, and just she has the most awful, shrill scream. Uh, to, to be somebody more attractive, it would be Evelyn Anchors, 
who was in so many of the Universal films. She was the love interest in the original Wolfman. Of course. You, who doesn't know that? Blonde, very pretty. And as far as character actors, I, I know this maybe doesn't qualify with some people, but I have to say, Bela Lugosi, when he played Igor... It was oh, such yeah. a different character from, you know, what you expect of him as Dracula. And it just showed that he really did have a lot of versatility. Uh, on the side, one of my favorite of the uh, background characters is Dwight Fry, who was uh, Renfield in Dracula. Wow. And he was also an assistant to uh, Frankenstein in uh, in uh, the uh, the original Frankenstein, he he's another guy who shows up in so many of those universal things. I guess they were all under contract, so you know they just right. kept you know using them up. But he he was always a really really uh, really good character actor. So, so if Trivial Pursuit had a scary movie version, you would kick everybody's ass, wouldn't you? <laughs> that depends, though, you know, because the way that I learn about this stuff, I mean, you know, I've had an interest in it, and I have a lot of books about it, but. Mainly, you know, when we've got this stuff going on, I've got to do research. Yeah, right. So it's not like I know all this stuff. It, it's stuff that I've had to, you know, do research to find out. I'm, I never would say that I'm an expert on this stuff, but I do have an interest in it. And, I, you know, I, this is all stuff I've picked up just through my job. So, you know, uh, Bruce Wolf is a, is a friend of mine, and uh, I've never seen you and Bruce in the same room at the same time. I'm sure you've been told this. The two of you are doppelgangers um and as i'm talking to you today i i noticed that you sound like mm -hmm. bruce wolf too so is there <laughs> something what i want to tell you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i know bruce too he's a great guy and I've, I've always enjoyed his humor um but actually you could have seen us in the same room together back when we were working at fox because he did a show called Nine Thirty. It was a little, you know, goofy talk show type thing that he did with the weatherman Dan Dobrowalski, and I was a guest on there once. So oh. the two of us were on camera together, okay. and it was not, you know, a chroma key type, uh, <laughs> you know. So you say? <laughs> Have you ever met uh, some of your competitors, like Elvira? Yeah, actually, I have met her, um, and I have to say, she is such a sweetheart. She's really nice. Uh, one of the first things she said to me is, oh, I'm so happy to meet you after hearing about you for so many years, which just blew me away. It's like, wow. she heard of me? Yeah, right. <laughs> That's amazing. And she's been on uh, interview shows and such where she's actually been very complimentary to me. And, uh, you know, she, she's, first of all, she's still gorgeous yeah, in yeah. and out of costume. And I'd like to see her out of costume. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, she, she's just terrific and a really, really sweet person. I've met some of the other uh, people who have been on the air in different parts of the country, like Count Gore Duvall. Do you know him? No. Uh -huh. uh, he was in the Washington area. And he's one of those old school guys that did the kids show and did the horror movie stuff in the 70s. And he's... Uh, He's online right now. He does online shows. Do you guys have and, a convention? Uh, Do you guys have a convention where you guys all get together and like at a Holiday Inn somewhere? Well, there have been anywhere we've all been together, at least ones that I've been able to get to. I think there have been a few here and there where a lot of the, the horror hosts have shown up. There's a money-making uh, opportunity there. We're money guys. <laughs> you know, I uh, know. And, and the thing is, now that we're national, we're getting all these feelers for uh, 
going to these different conventions in different cities. And it's just a matter of, first of all, <laughs> I know this sounds foolish, but maintaining my health. Yeah. I've had some cardiac problems mm, and right. I don't want to be overstressed. And secondly, just fitting them in in the schedule that we already have with all the local appearances and, of course, you know, my job, you know, shooting the programs and writing them and everything. You know, uh, I have one brush with Elvira going back uh, 30 years. I was Stephen Gary's producer, and I -hmm. booked her to come on the show during, uh, you know, this time of year. Mm -hmm. And right before we went on, uh, she was in the producer's room with me. She said, oh, by the way, I'm not going to be Elvira today. I'm, I'm Cassandra Peterson. Oh. And I said, okay. Um, and I went in and I said, stay, Steve. Uh, uh, yes, uh, Elvira is not going to be Elvira today. She wants to be Cassandra Peterson. And he said, okay, tell her she's not on the show. <laughs> so, oh, really? Yes. And I had to go in, into the studio and, and say to her, I'm sorry, but we can't have you on unless you're Elvira. And she goes, well, then I'm not going on. And she left. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you know, now when she does... Uh, conventions for the most part she is cassandra peterson she doesn't put on the makeup that often and if she does you can bet that they paid her a huge amount of money to do so but if if you check out a lot of the conventions she's at it's just her as cassandra because i think you know she's she's kind of winding down on things yeah and uh you know I, i think she said that you know she hates having to be able to stay in shape to be able to put on all that that stuff so God bless her. She's she's certainly you know become an icon and definitely uh, still has so much merchandise and there's so much interest in her, in her character that she can get away with it. Well, now that you're a big star, Mad Magazine, tell us about this. You're in the latest uh, edition of Mad Magazine. Yeah, it, it's just amazing to me. Uh, at the C2E2 convention a couple of years ago, there's a guy who was waiting in line to meet me, and it turned out he was. Dan DeDio, the uh, publisher of DC Comics, who is a, it turns out to be a big fan of mine. And we met with him, talked with him several times, and become friends with him. And he kept saying, no, we really should have you in, in Mad Magazine. It seems like a perfect fit. And I was like, well, that, that's cool. That's fine. And in the previous issue, I think, you know, the, the famous artist Sergio Aragones, mm-hmm. who always drew the little mm-hmm. stuff in the borders and stuff of the, the comics in Mad. And he drew me into the background of one of his scenes. And then from there, they, they said, we want to do an actual Sven satire in the book. And, you know, the idea is that you're trying to show a movie, but it keeps getting messed up with footage from different me TV shows. <laughs> and, you know, that was great. And uh, they they just ran with it. Uh, terrific guys doing the artwork and doing the writing. And um, it, it it's out. I think the, the uh, subscribers already have them. And I've heard that it's out on some newsstands. But if it isn't out now, it should be at the rest of them by next week. It's issue number four. And you can tell which one it is because it has... Alfred E. Newman on the cover as the twins from The Shining. Oh, beautiful. I, I, the, the only reason we had identical twin girls was so one day that they would dress up as The Shining twins, and they're uh-huh. refusing. They are now 12, and every year I ask them, this is the year you guys are the shining twins, and they're not. They don't. They don't do it. What's the point of us having identical twins if they don't do it? Right? It's this not cool. <laughs> well, thank well, you, thank you very much, uh, Rich slash Sven, for coming on. This has been a big thrill for us to have you on the show. 
Well, and, thank you. And go, go ahead, please. Well, I also wanted to say thank you for agreeing to be both Rich and Sven right, and right. not uh, throwing a star trip at us. We, we appreciate are, that. Yeah, we're going to double your per diem. <laughs> You've got twice as much money coming your way for being double characters. Have you ever written a book? Do you want to write a book? You know, we're publishers. We can hook you up. We know people, people who know have people. mentioned that all the time. They say, you know, why don't you write a book? And I, I might someday, but I really don't have time right now. Well, maybe Bruce <laughs> Wolf can do it for you. Well, yeah, that would be the easiest yeah. thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Bruce would be willing to do that. Thanks again for uh, coming on the show. Great to talk to you guys. Thank you so much. Thanks, for buddy. Me. All right. Bye bye. Yeah. Uh, one of the nicest guys in the business. And to, and to think that he was able to fit us in. On October 10th, or I know. October 11th, I know. on very, Halloween very nice. season. And by the way, I mentioned Chicago Radio Spotlight earlier. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, I'm he's sure in he's there. In there. He's in there. He's one of yeah. the guys. Uh, one, of the, one of the nicest guys in the biz, uh, that's uh, Rich Coase slash Sven Gooley. Uh, thanks very much for being on the show. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Rick and Dave. And who wouldn't? We're, we're all over the place, but especially at ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And at EckhartsPress.com, you can email us, as we mentioned earlier, at minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. The executive producer of the show is Tony Lasano. We've been nicer just, than Mike Tomzak. Oh, you know what else we forgot to mention? We are now on Spotify. Oh, yeah. We are now on Spotify. We should thank our distributor, Ed Silla. Mm-hmm. Of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the guy gets us uh, everywhere. We're everywhere that you can get uh, podcasts. We can be heard now. So thank you very much. He's producing an eight-track collection of all of our shows, too, which is, I'm not thinking is a great idea, but whatever. Yeah. Well, we we will be back next week, and we'll be back from this basement. With a deli tray, goddammit, I hope. (laughs) With another episode of... Minutia Men. The proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Old Pie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Taking it off is what I do for the fun of it. <laughs>